Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a calm conversation about the mundane so that our podcast can help lull you, hopefully to sleep, otherwise to a relaxed situation. My name is Marco Timpano. And I'm the relaxed situation. I'm Ms. Parker. You certainly are. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will get something out of this. Tell your friends about our podcast and give us a great review. We've gotten some good reviews lately, Amanda. I'm very happy about that. That's so sweet. Thank you so much who who do take the time to do it. And it's true. If we want to talk about reviews, we should always do it at the beginning because we don't want to make people think that they, you know, have anything they have to do. It's true. As they drift off to we, sleep. We just came back from a, a nighttime stroll and that was really we lovely. We haven't talked about it, but it was really nice. I uh, It's very rare to go for a walk at night just with no sort of destination in place. But the weather is such that we finally can just throw on a, a little brisk jacket and head out the door and just see the moon and go for a stroll. It was really nice. See the spring flowers at night is always mm-hmm. a lovely, lovely thing too. What's the name of those those flowers that only bloom at night moon flowers moon flowers i believe they're called there's a few flowers that bloom at night and we have a lot of flowers coming up right now in our little tiny patch including a flower i know we've talked a lot about flowers recently but last week yeah um one flower we didn't talk about because i don't know that it's technically a flower but i love it is allium Oh yes. Now it, allium means garlic, right? It's I mean, it's in the onion family yeah, for garlic certain. Garlic and onions, but those big huge purple pom-poms on very thick green stems. Oh my god, there's nothing I love more than those. And we have some coming up, I can't wait. It's funny I looked at them and I said, "Oh, look what's coming up there," thinking it was a tulipy kind of flower. Oh, is that what you thought? I thought it was a tulip of uh, some sort. And you're like, oh, that's the allium. That you planted last year. Now the problem is we plant and we plant in the fall and we don't really remember what was there. So we have a lot of flowers sort of growing on top of each other. But these are good problems to have. I How think. do you remember, dear listeners, if you plant in the fall where you have all your flowers? Photos, maybe. I guess. Also, I didn't know you were planting those alliums, so I might have said, hey, that's a tulip patch, but I might, I probably wouldn't have because I, well, we don't have that much. Did I plant them last, last year? Or the year before. Okay. Two years ago. I don't, I don't quite remember. Anyways, it doesn't much matter, but it's one of those things. Also, you don't know when things are going to bloom. So you think, oh, even if they're on top of each other, maybe, maybe that'll bloom a month later. So it doesn't matter, which is kind of the case. 
I used a plentitude of lavender recently, lavender drops. Oh, yeah, you did. Because you were making soap. Oh, my gosh. So we haven't talked about this. No, so we haven't. So I just smelled some lavender and now I have fresh soap. You can call me a soap maker now because I've decided to learn how to make soap because I love a bar of soap. And I feel like you like bars of soap now. I do. Versus what? A body Those wash? Those scrunchy things that you put. Like, yeah, little... I'll take soap over that, generally speaking. Yeah. I'm I'm of the bar, the solid bar of soap variety. But I don't like, I like a floral soap or something that feels luxurious. I like a soap that you can hold in your hand and is, is kind of got some girth to it and got some a girthy soap well uh, it's got to have girth it's got to have a hand feel like you got to be able to hold it in your hand it, it can't be too dainty for me okay and i don't like the ones that are kind of torpedo shaped because they slip out of your hand Tor- torpedo shaped yeah there's there's like do you know the, the no. lever 2000 we never buy that soap but it's soap oh, that kind of has a okay that it's sort of like a fat middle and it pinches on the ears. yes that's just it yeah, no, we don't buy those. No, I can't. I don't, I don't buy brand, like, bars that you buy in packs of six. I don't ever buy that kind of soap. No, you don't. I tend to buy that kind of soap. I'll be honest, most of the soap in this house comes from one of two places, and now three places. The Soap Fairy? <laughs> also known as buns. So for a long time, I was trading things for soap. So people would make handmade soap, or they had been gifted it for a holiday or something. So... I would inevitably trade things and have a nice stockpile of nice scented, interesting soaps that people have bought and not used. But, or they're from hotels, because I am one of those people that steal the hotel soaps. The ones I use and then the ones I don't use, I take them all. You do, you do. But hotels want you to do that, by the way. Do they? They do, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was reading a whole thing about that. We can talk more about hotel soaps if you want. No, I want to talk about making soap. I want to hear about making soaps. I I do want to say that, Amanda, you come by your hotel soap thievery, honestly, because your dad Mm -hmm. has a a collection of hotel soaps. He always has a stockpile of all the things he's gotten from hotels, although maybe not as much recently, but he used to travel a lot for work, as did I. And so he always had a stockpile of of those soaps. There's actually a really great hotel soap program. There is? There is. A hotel soap program? So what they do is... Like a a hotel soap anonymous program or like a hotel soap, we, we, we thieve them, let's join and unite kind of program? Both and neither. Okay. It's a charitable program that takes used hotel soaps. This sounds gross. Okay. It remelts them all. Okay. So it takes them, instead of them going to the garbage, mm-hmm. it, they go into the rooms or they gather them up and throw them in a bin and they have a big bin of gently used soaps, for lack of a better term. They take all of them, they remelt them, make new soap out of them and donate them to communities in various places that are in great need of soap. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And because... Hand washing um, is one of the best ways still to this day to prevent a lot of um, ailments and sure, things like that. So, so it's actually a really wonderful program. And most hotels, a lot of hotel chains, including the Hiltons, uh, take part in it. That's wonderful. Yeah, which is also Hampton Inn and that whole, that whole 
bevy of chains. But this is not what you're doing. You are making fresh, brand new soap. So what's going on is I, I wanted to make soap because sometimes I get a little peeved if we don't have bars of soap. And I have a panache for being particular is what I've been a told. panache. I've been told by many people that I am hard to buy for and that I can be critical if it's not the way I like it. And so I like soaps. You're definitely definite. I'm definite, but I do like my soaps, right? So I was like, okay, rather than criticize when we get soaps that aren't to my liking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it on myself and make the soap I, I want. The soap of your dreams. Kind of like what I did with the podcast. I made a podcast to help me. That's true. And that wasn't out there, so I'm going to help myself by making my own soap. So I was, I'm was i very grateful because I got a lovely soap-making kit from your brother and our sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. And We've talked a lot about their gifts. As we Because last week we talked all about the the trip that they gave us. That's right. Yeah. Same brother-in-law, same sister-in-law. Loved them to pieces. Guess they gave us a lot of good gifts this year. They got me this soap-making kit. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm going to be honest with you. It's a very easy one to do. So basically, it came with a big chunk of um, what's that? What's that kind of soap called? Glycerin. Um, glycerin. So was it was a chunk of was? Glycerin, glycerin, right? And I had to chop it. I up. didn't see any of this, so I wasn't privy to any of this process. So I do want to hear about it. It was a large kind of almost like a brick of glycerin okay. that I had to then cu- cut up into little ice cube size cubes. Okay. In a double boiler, I melted it down. Did you really? Yeah. Huh. And so, and I used it. I used the. In case you're wondering which pot I used. Yeah, I was, I'm definitely why. Why my meatloaf last night tasted like lavender. No, <laughs> I use a pot that we don't use that I have in my little drawer. Okay. That I melt wax to make candles with because okay. I'm also a candle maker too, folks. In case you're wondering. You dabble in all of the wa- waxy, glycerin-y arts. The fine arts. The paraffin arts. (laughs) The paraffin arts. I'm a master of the paraffin (laughs) arts. So I um, cut them up, melted it, and then I had to stir it till it melted, and then I had to let it cool down a bit, and then I added the lavender drops. So wait, here's my question. Yes. This is the burning question we all have right now. Yes. Can you just wash yourself with raw glycerin? Or do you need anything else added to it? Or is glycerin soap? Well, I have no idea. Okay. Okay. You said you you chopped up chunks of glycerin, melted them down, and avid, added lavender. Is that all you did? So. Is there more to it? I then, once I added the lavender, I stirred it in. with I stirred it with a chopstick. Got it. I poured it into molds. And so then it solidified in the molds. But once again, this is just glycerin that's been chopped and remelted. That's right. I'm not trying to poke holes in your soap making. I just thought there was another, like a lie or something. No, like, that's why I said I'll be honest with you. Okay. <laughs> it was a very simple process on my end. So you just took a big bar of soap and melted it down into other bars of soap? Yeah, pretty much what I they do. do in the soap program you're talking about. But I used a, a huge. Program. Oh yeah, I um, used a very large bar. I thought you meant like a, a bachelorette of soap making, but anyway, <laughs> no <the> program. <laughs> no, no, like a program you watch the on ho- television. The hotel program. Okay. So then, so then I melted it, 
But I thought I had, so the lavender oil that I used in it. But aren't there other ingredients that go into soap? That's the next step of my soap making process. I'm going to have to learn how to do it from scratch. You're a freshman. This is first year. This is first year. It's easy as can be. I have the mold. It was easy to do. I think we can add like herbs or something. That's the thing. I thought I had like lavender, um, dried lavender that I could put in our soap. We actually do have some in the cupboard where the spices are. We do? Yeah. We have a we grew lavender. We we grow it from time to time mm-hmm. and, and so in the fall I harvest it and but I don't I think I tried putting it in once I thought it was rosemary and I put it into bread and we had lavender bread. It was actually not awful, but uh but I'm pretty unless we've used it all, I'm pretty sure I had, there's a like a Ziploc bag. Okay, so I can use that next time. But I didn't. I didn't have any, so I couldn't make the soap. That stuff kind of gets everywhere. Like if you're taking a bath and you end up with like Ca- chamomile, uh, chamomile, like, like herbs yeah. and oats in your bath, and then it doesn't quite wash out. And so I think you've spared us that. But I didn't realize. I thought there was more to it than that. I thought you had to mix a few things together. No, I, all I did was that. Okay, I gotta then, tell you, then I, want... I, I let it. I let it solidify, popped it out of the molds, put it in its own little container so that the scent remains fresh when we use it. And we've used our first bar. Have we used it? Like we've started using it? We've started using it. What do you think of the bar I made? Actually, I like it. I think it would be better with little oats or something in it because it looks a little naked. It's just a pale white bar, but. Correct me if I'm wrong. You just said. I spared you by not putting oats <laughs> you in. Did, okay, but it would look nicer for guests versus remelted glycerin. This isn't soap. I'm gonna let our guests use. This was my. I mean, soap. we don't have guests anyway. It's Who true. Are we kidding. But, um, so how many bars of soap did that make? Seven bars. Oh, that's good. Yeah, seven bars. How much was the big thing of glycerin? You'd have to ask your brother so or your sister-in-law. Are we? Are we being frugal by making our own soap? Is what I'd like to know. I don't know if we're being frugal, but I'm being, I'm being, I'm having a lot of fun. Sure. I mean, I'm not judging it. I'm. I was happy I, you made w- some because we were out of soap, but we needed some. I would like to be able to make soap that would be less expensive than if we were to buy that soap in the stores. That's my goal. You know what my DIY goal is, and I actually think I have the stuff for it. I know this isn't about me, and I'm making it about me. I apologize. Lip balm. Okay. So I have shea butter that I got and beeswax. And I'm pretty sure that's all I need with, again, some lavender or some essential oils uh, to pour into the circular ball lip balms. I think that's why I keep saving the containers in case you're wondering why I have the old ones sort of sitting. Uh, you scoop them out, you clean them out, and then you re-pour them. Have you heard this or have you seen this? I've seen it. I've, okay. I've done lots of... Um, independent research on the topic but it you can't always use all the ones but you you re-pour it and then it solidifies and then you have a whole you got yourself a new lip balm we have a lip balm that i'm really enjoying that you got from a show it was a promotional product and it's my favorite lip balm with the name of the show the show has been closed for almost three years now it was called she the people that show it's hasn't existed in a very long time Listeners, if you want to know what we have at at an arm's reach anywhere in our home, it's lip balm. I need it. Amanda has lip balm everywhere. It's true. 
It's like tr- you could have a treasure hunt of lip balm in our home. I never thought of that, but I do. You're right. I need one on every floor and in every purse. There's three right outs of the store. I don't know if you even well, know you, them. Well, you hoard them in here. You need them for the studio, and then I don't know where they go, and then I find a little stockpile, I need like a, a little squirrel. I, you're the stockpiler. Lip, lip balm squirrel. Well, then I'm like, oh, and I go and I buy more, and I get more, and then I, they go missing, and then I find them in the basement. Amanda had a flavor. Uh, they're not flavor. You're not supposed to eat the okay, lip balm. Well, you had a, a scent. You're not supposed to laugh. We're supposed to be right, calm for the people. It's true. That's the, that should be our flag. Calm for the people. Calm for the people. Amanda had a, a a scent, a taste. I don't know of lip balm. You call everything flavors. That's what you call deodorant flavors. Well, you know what I mean. As I say I to know, you, but I you're always pro- like, "What's the flavor of deodorant?" Well, now I just feel dumb. But no, anyways. you shouldn't feel dumb. It's like it's so cute, and it's so, it always makes me laugh. And I know what you mean. So the flavor of lip balm that Amanda has by her bedside table is passion fruit, and she hands it sometimes to me when she knows it's the only thing I'm allergic to. <laughs> I forgot about that. She'll often hand me the passion fruit one. And I'll then put watch it, you. And then, and then yeah, and then I'll put it on. With intrigue. Like, what do I usually say when I use that one? You say, where's the other one that I like? There you go. So, because my, my, my lips know. They do not. I don't know what happened to my, my poison lip balm, my passion fruit. My poison-tipped lip balm. It's like, it's like I sleep with a villain from a Disney movie or something. I would love that if I was. Okay, so that's my dream. Other than soap making, yeah. The other thing I've gotten into recently has been watercolors. I thought you were going to say poison. No, it's been point poison. It was it's been painting with watercolors. So can we talk about the watercolors because they came out of nowhere? I was working. I came downstairs ready to make dinner. And suddenly I walked into like Degas' workshop and I did not know what hit me. I didn't know that you bought watercolors. I didn't know that you do watercolors. You had a palette I've never seen. Like I don't know where all this stuff came from, but I came downstairs and it was a full like painting and water and palette and instructional video like there was so much going on listen sometimes and it just and now since that moment it just keeps showing up like out of nowhere you know i'll wake up i come downstairs suddenly there's water it's watercolor time what's the, happened the heart wants what the heart wants because we haven't discussed this i've just been like i don't know what's happening here can i you know make you dinner okay so here's why i got into watercolors your yeah. mother is a water watercolor color artist. She's an artist of many things. It's true. But recently it's been mostly watercolor, yeah. And she'll often surprise us with watercolor portraits of us. Yeah, she's getting quite good. Except sometimes she'll make the portrait from a photo that is the least flattering photo, like the one she did of me is my least She's an exceptional watercolor artist, but not an exceptional photographer because her tools... She has a very old camera that she insists she doesn't need anything else, so everything has a weird haze on it. It's 2.5 pixels is her camera yeah. setting, so it's really not great. The date. Yeah, <laughs> I the, don't know if the, it has date the date is embla- on it. emblazoned <laughs> on the photos. But anyway, so yeah. I thought to myself, I want to I want to try watercolors. Now, watercolor paintings are my least favorite paintings. Oh, I didn't I know I don't that. like them. They're not for me. Oh, interesting. But... I thought maybe I'd, I'd enjoy them more if I understood what went went on in it mm-hmm. to create a watercolor painting. And it's a medium I've never worked in. Mm-hmm. And 
I want to try to use watercolors to make images for every episode of the Insomnia Project because I feel like watercolors oh, would look cool. great for the theme of our podcast. Yeah, for sure. Because they're dreamy. Right? They're dreamy. They're soft and they're subtle. Open to interpretation. Sure. Splaunchy. Yeah. Hey, if there's one adjective for this podcast, it's splaunchy. So it's got the splaunch factor that everybody wants. So I was just kind of like, okay. I'm going to try watercolors. And I've been thinking about it for a while. Mm -hmm. And I even I even put that on my, if you're looking to buy me something, get me a watercolor class or something. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. Nobody and did. No one did, which is fine. It was just kind of one of the things. Clearly, like, we got other gifts, soap making and trip yeah. making. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not complaining. You know mm -hmm. me. I don't even need gifts. No one has to buy me a gift. So let's just say that off the top. So... I happened to be on social media, and there was a course on watercolors for like 11 bucks. You're taking a course on watercolors? The videos you're watching. Oh. It was a regular, I don't know, $40 course that was like 75% off, which I'm not sure. I feel like they just say that, but all the courses are like 12 bucks. I mean, listen, if you're going to get your 12 bucks out of it, that's all that matters. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm going to give it a try. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you're seeing me do I see. examples of what they're teaching me in the course. So Amanda came down today, and what did you see me paint? Birds. Yeah. And they were beautiful. They were okay. I thought they, listen, so what I am not is an artist. I, I am not. I was never good at drawing, painting. I got a little bit good at drawing, like as a child, but like not I'm not like you. You can draw. My mom can draw. You guys see things and interpret things in a way that your hand can turn into things. I I don't know. It's like I'm too literal a person or something. I'm not, Maybe. I can also do calligraphy. I yeah. I can do calligraphy. And, you, and your calligraphy is not. I'm not a master of them. No. Your fours look like nines to me. Okay. Yep. Um, can I just... Did I tell you about Michelle Miracle and watercolors? Okay. I love Michelle Miracle, and she's been on the podcast. She's one of our friends of the podcast. Yeah. So, of course, you can talk anytime you want to talk about Michelle Miracle, be my guest. Right. Well, she's a friend of the podcast, and uh, I know she listens quite regularly in Nima, who... I don't think she listens. I think Nima well, listens. Well, Nima listens, yeah. yeah, and has an amazing uh, podcast as well. Called My Gastric Sleeve. Yeah. It's all about his journey of getting a gastric sleeve and the weight loss he went through. And it was the first podcast on gastric sleeves. Mm -hmm. And now there's a few. Wow. And some in different languages who he's connected with. The people oh, that's so cool. um, who listen to his podcast have done them in languages of their home oh, nation. So cool. it's really, really lovely. That's really awesome. Yeah. So, um, and it's a fun podcast to listen to whether or not you are interested in getting a gastric sleeve. I'll just say that to our listeners. Yeah, yeah. Because Nima's just a great guy and he's, he's wonderful to listen to. He has so. such a joyful approach to the world mm -hmm. and to life and um and anytime i need him on the podcast he's always game so i gotta give him he's credit. always game he's, he's always really game. game he's game for life mm -hmm. uh, and that's why we love him um but anyway so michelle miracle and i but we won't talk about him we'll talk about michelle <laughs> okay <laughs> well, we've talked about him. it's true and he's been in england and we have so many fans in england and they've spent quite a long time now in england they were just in exeter and they loved it and many other places too and that i don't remember but mm -hmm. uh English places, nonetheless. Um, so his his partner and I uh, 
you know, we talk on a very regular basis, but we talk usually through, these days through Marco Polo and prior to that Voxer. But anyway, in one of those mediums where you're never having a conversation at the same time, usually every now and then you happen to be on at the same time. And you in other words, you're leaving a recorded response that they see whenever yeah. they can and they respond. 15 minutes with me, 20 minutes with her, five minutes with me and so on. Sure. Or however it goes. Um, with Marco Polo, it's your face too. So it's a little video message back and forth. So we've, we've moved to that, although half the time it's like we're in the dark or driving or something. So it might as well be voice. But the point is. And I refuse to use Marco Polo. Great. Um, the point is, is she said she was flying to England and we were talking about her getting ready for the flight. And they live in Los Angeles, so it's even a longer flight than it would be for someone like where we are. So anyway, she was prepping for the flight, and she said, and I have all my watercolors ready. Oh, I didn't know she painted. Yeah. Well, I didn't either. And I also was very perplexed at what that meant, because I was like, is she going to like bust out some watercolors on the plane and Why paint? not? Miracle's amazing. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, maybe she did. I have no, or maybe it's a special kind of watercolor that, like a paint by number or something? Well, no, generally speaking, paint by numbers are acrylics. They're not yeah. watercolors. But it could be watercolor pens because there's pens that Maybe. you can use that are water. Well, leave. all this to say, I have no idea because because of the nature of our conversations, so to speak, uh, I never heard back because I was like, what are you talking about, your watercolors? So I don't know. She might have had a whole workshop on the plane. She might have taken up the back row painting. I have no idea. Oh, I'm so excited about this. I can't wait to talk you to her about You guys are very similar. We you're, are. you're often on very similar... Telepathic uh, journeys. Yeah, like paths or yeah. or feelings or moments. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't wait to talk to her about watercolors because maybe she can teach me a thing or two because I'm only halfway through the lessons right now. Well, it's fascinating that both of you have picked up independent of each other, watercoloring at kind of the exact same moment. But I don't know what she's doing with watercolor because I never got a response because she went off to England and then we didn't talk for like a week. So I don't know what, I don't know what she even meant by that. Well, but. I'll have to find out. Let me ask you this. Um, mm. How do you feel about watercolors, watercolor paintings? Like, do you like them? Like doing it? No, no, you could never do it. But I'm saying. What do you mean I could never do well, it? Well, it's not. You it's, are mean. No, I don't mean in a mean way. You could do it, but I don't see you doing watercolor paintings. It's not your. Painting's your, not my thing. Yeah, I it's not your bag. That's that. what I meant. I, to. I did take some art classes, just yeah, for the record. No, you're you're much more you're much more the type of person who can talk about the art and and identify artists and stuff. Whenever we're watching television, you're like, that's by. I'll be honest. Monet, of, of all the arts. When I took classes, both in school and, and I took like independent college classes sure. in art, I don't think you know that about me, but I did. Um, watercoloring is probably one of the better things because it is so fluid and open to interpretation. Like drawing is where I really fall down. I'm not a good drawer, but. A good what? Drawer. I can't say it. But what She's were you asking? Like, how do I feel about. Watercolors. Do you like watercolors? Like as a medium? Yes, like like I I said earlier that watercolors aren't my thing, they're not my favorite painting. Like to to do though is that what no you're... to see to look at. Oh, uh, like if you were in a like gallery, Surratt was watercolors. Was he? I don't know. Looked like watercolors. Maybe it was acrylic made to look like watercolors. I, I don't remember. He was what... the dot guy, all the dots. Sunday in the Park with George. No, I don't think that's watercolors. It well, could be. I have no well, idea. To be you, honest, you I like Surratt. Oh, well, whatever. All those top hats and things, right? 
Sure. Whatever. Um, do I like watercolors? Mm-hmm. Listen, I like all art. So that's how I'll answer that. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I don't, there's not one medium where I'm like, this is, this is me. So I don't know. I think you like the, I think you, you like the association with the artist and their art. Yeah, you're right. That's I a, like the story of you the like person. You like the story. Like, the truth is I like the, I like stories. Yeah. I like the story of the person. And then you fall in love with their work because like you Frida know the Kahlo. story. Like yeah. Or, or Georgia O'Keeffe. Yeah, I don't know enough about Georgia O'Keeffe, but I do like Georgia O'Keeffe. But I think it was after we saw that exhibit on Georgia yeah. O'Keeffe that you were like, oh, I, totally. really, I really dig her work. When we went to Frida Kahlo's home, is I just knew she was a colorful artist that did self-portraits. Mm. I didn't really get her until we went to her home. And then I understood. I fell in love. I, I identified with it as an sure. artist. I mean, I just identified with her creating from within and, and what that really means. So... Um, you're right. I like the story of the artist and the person. The person to me is the most interesting thing mm. um, versus the creation. I should correct myself. I, I shouldn't say you couldn't do art or watercolors. That's not what I meant. I meant it's not something I see you doing or, or You're wanting right. to do. There's other things. I would be much more keen to do pottery yes. or to sculpt yes, and work well, with my hands. And yeah. you you are also very artistic when it comes to writing and putting pen to paper. I will tell you, yeah. speaking of the stories of artists, we mm-hmm. are going to see a play about oh, yes, a story of an artist, about the life of Dora Marr, who was an incredible artist and also one of the the women that uh, was in Picasso's life, one of his women partners, muses. Um, and uh, the plan is to see that, that beautiful show this weekend. That's so right. Hoping was, we can. It was written and is starring... Uh, once again, a good friend of the podcast, a dear friend of ours, Daniela Vlaskalik. So, Who you had a podcast with for many right. years yeah. as well. Every Place is the Same was that the name of that podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of podcasts, Amanda, we've come to the end of this one. So thank you very much for exploring soap and watercolors with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you, dear listeners, for exploring soap and watercolors with us, including hotel soaps. Right. And... Uh, the lives and times of Michelle and Nima. And maybe on the next podcast, I'll find the name of that program mm. that does the, the hotel. So yeah, because if you own a hotel or know, know people who are in the hotel business, you might want to recommend that program. Until next time, thank you for listening, and we hope you were able to listen and sleep. <laughs>